Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Max Castellanos, El Chingon de Texas. This is the fire starter, Jake Chris. This is ECW original, the enforcer, C.W. Anderson. And this is Gringo Loco. This is former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Tim Storm. And you're listening to the WrestleVille Podcast. Vinny Berry, and for more than 20 years, I've covered news and sports, specializing in pro boxing, MMA, and wrestling. This is Keith Elliott Greenberg. This is Miss Reality, Maddie Winkowski. Listen to stories from pro wrestling on the Russellville Podcast. This is the Golden Boy, Greg Anthony. To listen, go to Russellville.com or on Spotify. Russellville, it's where wrestling lives. The Russellville Podcast. Now that, my friend is just incredible. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest today is Luke Matthews, professional wrestler of nearly 10 years from Glasgow, Scotland. And how are you? I'm very well, Vinny. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Now we'll we'll let the listeners in on a little something here. We've been having a little technical difficulties, so this is probably like our our second or third attempt to uh, try to get this recorded. But we're gonna we're gonna get through it for sure. Well, we're, we're doing it. It's happening. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you. Um, in a good place just now. Um, enjoy enjoy my wrestling and everything. Um starting to get any good habits again and gym and everything. So things are looking up. Good. Well, I was introduced to you through Luke King Sharp, a professional wrestler over there in uh, Scotland as well, correct? Yep, that's right. And and he's a trainer as well? Yes, he is. He, um, he runs the Luke King Dojo of Excellence, Luke King Sharp Dojo of Excellence. How did you get in contact with him? How did you meet Luke? Um, well, I've met Lou a couple of times and um, just sharing a dressing room with him. And um, it was about a year and a half ago, I think, where I heard that he'd opened up his own school. So I decided to pop down because he's actually, the school's based like five minutes from my house. So it was, it was pretty good that way. Um, went down a few times and really enjoyed his, his classes, really enjoyed his sessions, um, really enjoyed the the group of folk that he's got down there as well. Um, everyone's all, they're all on the same page, they're all on the same boat. All they want to do is just push each other on and be the best that everyone can be. It's it's a really good energy there. And you've been wrestling for uh, nearly 10 years, so uh, you're 36 now. I, I yep. say about maybe 26, 25, 26, you started wrestling? Yeah, that's when um that's when I started training. Um, but a year and a half, two years after I debuted, 
And since then, I've been an active wrestler. What made you want to start wrestling at that age when there's a lot of people that start a little earlier than that? What 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 were you doing before wrestling? Well, the reason that I didn't I got into it so late was I had no idea there was so many wrestling schools so close to me. I had no idea just um how big the independent scene was, especially in the UK. I was just I was just totally oblivious to it. But before then I'd done a lot of things. I spent a lot of time doing um, Muay Thai, different types of martial arts and everything as well. It's, re- it's really been wrestling that's really kept a hold of me, so to speak, and that's the one I've really, I've really sunk my teeth into. Mm-hmm. What is it about combative sports for you, if you're you're into the Muay Thai and and then now you're you're doing professional wrestling? What, what is it about that kind of physical sport? I'm not really sure, to be honest. Um, because I started training Muay Thai when I was like 14, 15 years old. There was a there was a community hub near where I lived. And there was someone there who was teaching Muay Thai. So at that at that time and at that age there's a lot of um distractions, we'll call it, with like alcohol and stuff, all, all that flashy stuff. It didn't really didn't really appeal to me. So I saw that as something to try and Keeping the straight and narrow, it kept me fit. And if nothing else, it's it's a very good self-defense mechanism as well. Right. And so when you you started training, where where did you start training? Um, I started training at the Source Wrestling School on the recommendation of a couple of friends who had trained there before. The Source Wrestling School was when I started there, the head coach was Big Demo, also known as Killian Dane. Um, this was before he signed for WWE, him and Nicky Cross. That was one of the things that really made me want to go there because I knew Demo's reputation and um, Nicky as well and Mickey Whiplash at the time as well. He was one of the best wrestlers in the UK at that point. He was also part of the coaching team, so for me, it felt like a no-brainer if I'm Gonna want to learn to do this. I want to learn to do it from the best, and in my opinion, they were the best at the time. Yeah. What What is it about Demo? You think that what was one of the things that he instilled in you? What was one of the things that when you you think back of your days of training with with him, Killian Dane, Demo? Uh, what What do you think? Uh, what do you think it is that he instilled in you? Probably the main reason that my fundamentals are so good in wrestling is because Demo drills them into you. Demo's really big on like the small basic things, the building blocks. If you learn to walk with them, you can run with all the other stuff in wrestling. So um that's that's my main takeaway from learning under Demo. And um, my fundamentals are really good. My selling's really good. Demo's really big on selling. And it's that's something I quite enjoy in wrestling as well. The art of selling. It's um it's something that gets quite easily overlooked, I think. Um just just basic selling. Right, right. Absolutely. And and you know, you know, in a day and age where there's a lot of young wrestlers coming in that that are very attractive to that that very uh fast paced moving uh style of wrestling where sometimes it's going so fast that 
you really can't even you can't even as a as a spectator you can't lock into it you know it's going so fast it's yeah, like, yeah. Tired and just watching it sometimes. yeah 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 it's like what what's happening what's happening and but but if it's if a story's told right the you know the uh, expression on your face the selling as you were talking about the setting up you know the um you know the idea of going through a table but not going through a table when's that when's that table gonna who's gonna go through the table how's it gonna happen you know all that all that uh what do you call um the build-up right yeah the, the drama yeah the drama that that goes into that that that's that's really the roller coaster ride yeah for me that's like the money maker in wrestling because at the end of the day as story storytelling don't get me wrong, there's a lot of athleticism, a lot of athleticism required for it. Your long and short is your your basic average wrestling match. Pick any wrestling match off the internet or from the history books. There's always wrestler A, wrestler B, good guy, bad guy, all that sort of stuff. Um, it always dials back to that for me. Um, I love telling those type of stories in my matches. Um, you do get shades of grey and you do get like parts of it where it kind of branches off. For me, it always has to, as long as your match has like, a really good story to tell, I'll always be invested in it. Talk to me a little bit about some of the the opponents that you've wrestled. We were talking before we recorded. You, you had said that you had the opportunity to step in with some uh, top names. Who are some of the wrestlers that you've gone against? Um, I've, well, I've been lucky to work with the likes of Jackie Polo and stuff, who's a really big name in Scotland and the UK. Um, he's still going about just now. He's a fantastic wrestler. But um, in terms of international wrestlers, um, by far, that would be Speedball Mike Bailey from a few years ago. I was lucky enough to be put in the ring with him and to be trusted to share a ring with him. That was, that To this day, that is the biggest honour for me. Yeah, Mike Mike has really boy found his groove, so to speak, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He's going through the gears just now, man. He's he's something else just now. I, I've talked to several wrestlers and and I'm always curious to ask them what is it about him that makes him so good? Because I've had had so many people tell me things. What what do you think it is about Mike? I thought I was a good striker. Until I got in that ring with Mike. Um, turns out I know absolutely nothing about striking as far as he's concerned. Um, when it comes to that style of wrestling, he's in a league of his own. He's by far probably... Is it probably a toss-up between him and Malachi Black, for who's probably the best striker in the world right now in wrestling? Um, I don't think many people disagree with me on that. Um, but it's also his his outlook on wrestling, like his psychology, how he likes to put his matches together and everything. Um, he's an absolute dream to plan with, and he's absolutely incredible to work with as well. And can only imagine how much better he is now compared to when I worked with him. Yeah, that's what I heard too about the way that he's able to put a match together and, you know, to tell the story. And, and I've heard that from, from a couple different people that, you know, that that's what makes him so special. And so 
you know, he 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 really has to have some kind of uh, an understanding and an aptitude for pro wrestling that you know that just not everybody not everybody has, right? No, no, that's that's a rare talent to have, and it's one of the many reasons he's where he is just now. And also, it's it's just how calm and composed he is when he's explaining things. Like he's completely thorough with everything, even down to feedback, like, he'll go through everything with a fine-tooth comb. Um, I cannot speak much higher of the guy, to be honest. Yeah, so you had a wrestling match with him, but you had some interaction outside of the ring, right? I'd met him a couple of times, um, because he'd, he'd been in Scotland a few times at that point, and been to a couple of his seminars, um, just listened to him talk wrestling outside of that, like, in the locker room and everything. Um, he's he's got an incredible mind for wrestling, and I hear he's a pretty good guy, right? He's super nice. He's such a super super nice guy, and um, you wouldn't believe it. Who are some other wrestlers, maybe in your country, that you've stepped in the ring with that you you had the privilege of doing so? One of my main influences for becoming a wrestler was Mikey Whiplash. I mentioned him earlier on. He was part of the coaching team at Source. Um, later on when Demo signed for WWE, he left the social wrestling school to Mikey. And I was lucky and privileged enough to share a ring with him a few times to this day. Mikey's still one of the one of my main influences. Um he's one of the reasons I wanted to become a wrestler. I would not be anywhere near as good a wrestler today if it wasn't for him. And um, he's not he's not involved in wrestling anymore, but um, I think his influence and in, and in some of his students, his past students, are still felt just with how they walk and how they move. It's it's um it's quite reminiscent of how he used to work as well. And so working with with Mikey, um, what was with Mikey Whiplash? What was that about? What was that for you? That what was that like for you to to work with him? What was there? Was there any takeaway from learning from him? What I loved so much about working with people like um, Mikey, even Mike Bailey, that this he falls in this category as well. As great wrestlers like that, they don't come down to your level; they drag you up, they bring you up to to levels that you maybe didn't realize that you had before. And it's through matches like those where I started building confidence in myself and I started realizing just who good I actually can be. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, what are some of the promotions that you're wrestling in? What are some of the places over there in your area, in your in your country, where people can see you wrestle? And who are some of the promotions you're working with? Well, up until recently, Source Wrestling, um, the Source Wrestling School since closed its doors. So with that, had a lot of good times with them over the years. Um, but for now, there's places like um, Fair City Wrestling, where you can see me. Um, they're based in Perth, Dundee. You have Grassroots Wrestling, who are just starting up, and I'm looking forward to getting involved with them. The same goes with um, Attitude Pro Wrestling. And I'm hoping to... I'm hoping to um get get a, get a, my foot in the door with a good few others as well. Have you had the the opportunity to wrestle with Insane Championship Wrestling ICW? 
Uh, I haven't, no, unfortunately. Um, I know a good a good um, amount of guys who do currently work there just now, and they absolutely love it. Um, it's a big, it's a big, big name in Scotland. It's probably the biggest wrestling company in Scotland. Um, probably the only competitor there would be Discovery, but even then, it's two totally different markets. Like in ICW, are more they're more aimed at the adult. They're over 18s, their fan base. Whereas Discovery Wrestling, they're more um they're more family friendly as well. But they still use a lot of um really good um wrestlers. Like they use Joe Hendry quite a lot. They use Mark Askins, Kings of the North. Um they're they're also a really, really good promotion. And what do you think it is about you know, you, you, you say that those two promotions, you know, one is all ratings and then one is a little more family friendly. But what is it you think that those two companies do so well that has set them apart on their own paths? Um, That can be a hard one to like um, ICW. When they started out, they were like. The the raw grimy alternative to wrestling, like that was that was something completely new, at the time when they first started. I think it was two thousand twelve. I think ICW started. Um, maybe no, that's that's a total lie. It's much much younger than that. Um, I think it was two thousand six. ICW maybe started. So that's how long they've been going about. So um, they they were doing something different. Whereas I think Discovery they've. They just stick to like using the cream of the crop, and um, in wrestling, uh, they they use like some of the best names in the UK just now. So so does ICW, to be fair. But it's just how they present their, their products, which sets them apart. Is it's always good to have variety. No one wants over um a monopolization of the same brand of wrestling, if that makes sense. So it's always good to have like a good variety. And we're lucky in Scotland just now where there's there's no shortage of shows everywhere you go. So it's, it's a good time to be a, a wrestler in Scotland. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I, I've heard that. I, I've talked to a couple of people over there and they've told me the same exact thing. So, you know, the shows are the shows are regular, right? How about how often does... Uh, ICW and in, in the uh, the other promotion that you were talking about, how often do they run? Um, they run typically once a month. They'll do they'll do more than that, depending on if there's a big event coming up in their timeline. Like um, ICW have like the, their flagship show, Fear and Loving. Sometimes they'll do like two or three shows a month, just as as part of the build up. You're, you're lucky if you could go a week just now in wrestling in Scotland where there wouldn't be a show somewhere. Right. So you can you could probably catch something every week. If you're if you're willing to travel, yeah. Um mm-hmm. like um there, there could be one in Aberdeen, say, like tonight. There'll be another one down near near the borders. There'll be another one in Glasgow somewhere, like all within the same weekend. So that's good. So you can get your wrestling fix on a regular basis. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. So I'm I'm saying I'm saying it's good to be a wrestler. It's it's probably even better to be a fan just now because you've always got something. You've always got a wrestling show to catch. Right. And and you know what? It wasn't always the case uh, here. You know, we went through a dry period. You know, after after WWE, yeah, pretty much took over everything. You couldn't find shows uh, throughout the country like you can today. And and you know, in my state, I live in Texas. You could probably find two or three shows um, within a couple hours drive. You know, I mean. It, it, it's it's possible. I do live a little further away than than most places, uh, so you know my drive might be a little longer than the average person here in the state. However, you know there's probably a half a dozen shows this weekend, if not more, somewhere in the state. That's that's good, especially in um, especially in that part of America, because that's that's some really good wrestling heritage, right? In there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we got Houston, we got San Antonio, we got Corpus Christi. We actually got a show uh, this weekend coming up uh, in Corpus Christi. And then, uh, you know, you got Dallas and so and everywhere else in between. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah like you could, you, we could spend all night just naming off um, iconic wrestlers who just came from all those areas that have went through the ranks and became legends, you know. Um, I don't think we have time for that, though. Right, right. So, who who are some wrestlers that that you see on your scene uh, that you could tell my audience? You know, some of the guys that that you see a lot of promise in over there. Um, there's a lot of really good ones coming through just now who are just knocking on the door to be like top tier in, in Scotland just now. Um, off the top of my head, you have. You have a wrestler called Taylor Veit, who's his whole thing is the tactician. He's the world's smartest wrestler. <clears throat> um, he's his character work is off the chart. Like, doesn't matter where he goes, he always gets a reaction, and that is a rare gift. You have a couple of up and coming women wrestlers as well. Um, you have Cassie King and also Brody Adler. They're they're two really good. Um good solid women wrestlers that are coming through just now tag teams I'll say it until I'm blue in the face but there's a tag team in Scotland just now called KOE Marcus and Adam King um, for me they are the benchmark in tag team wrestling um, they can do everything they're athletic they look good they're good on the mic everything they do just looks crisp they're they're going to be they're going to be the next big thing to blow up in the UK. I think if they don't already, they haven't. Interesting. Good, good. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. BT Gunn, where does he reside? Where does he wrestle? He's based in Glasgow as well. Um, he He's the head coach or one of the head coaches in a wrestling school called Iron Girders, who's who's also owned by um, Wolfgang in, in WWE. BT is one of the ones he's been like another president in Scottish wrestling for God knows how long now, and he's like a fine wine. He just keeps getting better and better and better. He's an absolute joy to watch. That's that's what I'm. That's what I hear. I hear a lot of people just compliment his 
his in-ring work, you know, his his knowledge for wrestling and his his ability just to do it better and better every time he steps in the ring. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, he's he's an absolutely lovely guy as well to boot. So, where can fans find you on social media? Uh, they have they have the option of my Facebook page, which is Luke Matthews. Um, they have my Twitter handle, which is uh, at Luke Matt Ress. Um, I'll send you all those links and everything. Um, if you can pass them on, and also the same with my Instagram. Sure, sure. And um, what what do you where do you see yourself about in five years in wrestling? What 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 would you like to be doing? Um, to be honest, I'm hopeful to still be doing it in five years' time. Um, if my body permits, um, I, I don't really want to be doing this if my body won't allow it. I don't want to be one of those ones who could potentially put myself or others at risk because I can't do it anymore. I don't want to be that kind of egotistical about it. So as long as as long as my body permits, I'll be doing this for as long as I possibly can. Yeah, I think a lot of people uh, forget, or or you know those who don't wrestle. I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, really how physical of a sport pro wrestling is. Right? You know, every you know some people have their conception of what it is and what it's not. Right? But I mean. You're getting thrown around. You're landing on the mat. Sometimes you're landing on the outside of the ring, which is usually concrete or wood, right? Yeah. Um. Like I've actually, I've played um football or soccer for a good amount of years. As I said, I've done Muay Thai for such a long time. Other martial arts. Um. All of my worst injuries have all came from wrestling. The one that's apparently fake. You know, so it just shows you just how much work can actually go into this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I tell people all the time, it's a hurt business. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Even, even when things do go right, um, some sometimes even if you get hit with a strike, if it's in a safe area and stuff, you still feel that, you know, like you're still making physical contact. Even those bumps on the mat, like that's still physical impact. You you can't fake that. You can't um you can't work around that. Right. All you can do is protect yourself as best you can. Yeah, I've I've talked to wrestlers. They've uh in the past and they've told me that you know the bumps that they've taken in training were a lot worse than the bumps that they took in front of a crowd because in 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 front of a crowd you had the adrenaline, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I can relate to that as well. Um, there was a match recently I had where I've dived off the top, the top turnbuckle, onto the outside, on on top of a couple of guys, and I didn't realize at the time, but I'd seriously damaged my heel on the way down. Got through the match, and the minute I stopped, the minute I stopped, got backstage and sat down, I couldn't, I couldn't stand back up again. I I generally thought I broke my foot. Was your foot actually broken or? No, no. I think it was just um, it was just some severe swelling in the heel. Luckily, um, never needed any medical treatment or anything like that. Thankfully, um, 
but it's just it just shows you how easily it can happen. Oh yeah, and and I'll and I'll say this: you take your feet for granted until they hurt, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely true. I mean, I've had a couple injuries on my feet, and I I think. Golly, man, I didn't think much about you when you weren't hurting, but I sure do think about you when you do. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a punch in the face before I take a stub toe any day. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I have had a pleasure talking to you. I've really enjoyed listening to you and talking to you. And thank you for giving me your time. No, thank you for having us, Vinny. That's, that was really nice of you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed our conversation, and uh, maybe we can do this again down the road. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to it. And and maybe next time I won't be having technical issues like I had today. Because <laughs> yeah, I can know. never get my camera working. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it's unfortunate I've not been able to see your pretty face. Hey, man, thank you again. No, thank you. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast, where wrestling lives. Have you ever wondered what happened to Lance Von Erich? Find out in his book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read stories about Chris Adams, Ric Flair, and Billy Jack Haynes. And of course, the Von Erich family themselves. Get your book today on Amazon.